Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. We made it to the end of the week. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Cow. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, March 24th, 2023. Uh, to start the show today, a big happy birthday shout out to my mom. Happy birthday to you. Hope you're having a great start to your birthday. It's rainy. It's not going to be the prettiest day in the world. However, I know she's got a lot of fun things planned, and she'll have a great day. DJ's mom has got it going on. And we'll celebrate together tomorrow, which will be great. Uh, yeah. although, although we did have a lunch yesterday together. It was my brother's first time. He's like 37 years old, lived in Louisville, probably 31 of those years. First time he had ever stepped foot inside a curtain. It's really embarrassing. Really embarrassing what? stuff. What? And he's related to you? Yeah, really embarrassing. And he just whined about it the whole time. He's like, the bathroom's too small. My bedroom's bigger than this place. Oh, God. I can't, Tony. I can't get French fries and chicken nuggets. <laughs> they don't take any cards. <laughs> So he actually really embarrassed himself at lunch and cried yeah. a little bit. Tears came down his face. So uh, I hope you're having a great start to your Friday. Allow yourself a little extra time. It is nasty out there, but we do appreciate you tuned in to Kentucky Roll Call. It's just an absolutely electric night of college basketball. We're going to talk about it. But first, Nick Roush, how are we doing to start our Friday? How was our Thursday? Is it your mom's birthday? Uh, no, my mom's birthday was last week. Um so close, close, no cigar. Um, I am, however, whew, I'm a little pooped though. Man, those games, they, 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 they took it out of me last night. I, at one point, Tennessee was up by about 10. Gonzaga was down by 12, 13. And I just thought, Duh. well, I guess I can just go lay down and have these on in the bedroom and that, that'll be fine. And then, skirt. Uh, I'm up till 1230. <laughs> so not, not, not mad about it. Just feeling it right, right now, but we're going to power through scoots because that was, that was worth it for those basketball games. 
See, I'm feeling good. I I uh I did the thing where I watched the first two games and then the other two games were just getting underway and I was like, "You know what? I'm not sacrificing sleep tonight. I'm not going to stay up and watch these games." So I went to bed, had a nice little parlay, two-game parlay on those two games, woke up a happy man. So exactly what happened hap- or exactly what I thought was going to happen happened, so I made the right choice in going to bed. No, you made the that's you made the worst choice you could have ever made in your life, you dingus. My god, you <laughs> You missed those gills were cl- okay. Maybe not both were classics. Yeah, but like if you were a fan of a certain team, like I am, watching one of your most hated rivals blow it, just absolutely blow it in epic fashion, and then another awesome comeback finish. No, Scoots, you know you, you made the wrong decision. You know, I almost did the thing too. I woke up. I got woken up at like four in the morning. Some hard rain on my window. Almost did the TJ Walker thing and pulled up the highlights and watched them, but I was like, oh, I got to go back to sleep here. TJ Walker did the TJ Walker thing last <laughs> night. Uh, halftime of the Tennessee <laughs> halftime halftime of the Tennessee game last night. I tapped out. I just like I, I, there was a part of me I was like, all right, you got to make a decision here. You got to wake up so you can probably watch basketball for another really probably like two hours, hour and thirty minutes is what I kind of ran the numbers by in my head. And I was just like, there's just no way. There's just, I'm not going to be able to do it. And if I do, I'm probably going to be like dozing off, coming in, dozing off, coming in. So I didn't do the YouTube highlight thing. I just did the full-on Tennessee second half. I'm recording it. And then for the the Gonzaga game had started. But I'll, I'll just record it from here on out and pretty much watch that game. So woke up around, I don't know, 2.30, 2.45. I think it was also the storm scoots, but it could have just been general waking, wakey upness that I do from time to time. But so I just watched them. Uh, but I, you know, fast forward through all the nonsense. So it went by pretty quick. But holy smokes, just incredible that between picking between the Kansas State Michigan State game and the UCLA Gonzaga game in terms of which is the better one of the night may end up being your bet, your answer to what is the best game of the tournament. Uh, because if we get better than those two, then we're going to be in for real treats in the in the final remaining games of the NCAA tournament. Those were incredible, and just the I don't know which one do you all lean towards. Which one do you think was was a crazier finish? Well, I guess Roush. Which one do you think was a crazier game? The the Gonzaga one was more like because it's top to bottom, Michigan State and uh, Kansas State. That was a very big time the the entire game really if you had critics of the style of play of college basketball this is ugly that was just a high level basketball game throughout where they were just going back and forth back and forth back and forth and then michigan state didn't have one last shot at them the gonzaga one was much more i think just surprising because ucla was smashing them couldn't miss. Then they went eight or ten minutes. I mean, it was it was eight and a half minutes at least without a field goal in the second half. We're down by ten with two and a half to go. Retook the lead and then lost it from the logo. Like what? <laughs> this is crazy. I, I, I was able to fall back asleep before waking up again for the radio show last night. But I, I did seriously consider when Gonzaga was up nine there with about a minute 40 left or whatever, I was like, man, 
in, in my text message, I had like 20 text messages for my group message. So I know they were all talking about it. Uh, and I couldn't click on Like I couldn't, I, I didn't want to spoil it for myself. I wanted to watch without it having sp- be spoiled for me. But I almost turned it off. I was almost like, well, yeah. I know Gonzaga wins. And now I may as well go look at the text messages and then just go back to bed and get a little bit of sleep before the radio show. And I'm really, really glad I did. I, I was so close to just exiting it out of the TV and did not. Oh, I in similar fashion, TJ. So I um, personally had a lot of stakes in Michigan State winning two more basketball games. Would have been a very happy man if that would have been the case. So I was a little down uh, with from a betting standpoint. But I had the Zags, so I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, couldn't let them go. And what do I do? I start kind of getting my stuff together for night, night time, right? Like I'm, I throw the beer cans away. I put the snacks up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all situated with like a minute and a half to go or no, it was like two and a half minutes to go. When UCLA cut it to three, I had to open another beer and like get back into my superstitious spot. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, God damn it, Roush. You went and you jinxed him. You had this one one, and now you're gonna blow another win here. Like, what the hell? Um, so you're welcome, Gonzaga, for getting that that extra beer out. Man, just a wild, wild game. Both crazy. those teams were good. That whole region was just the region where it was like, man, if these teams were in another region, I probably would have considered taking them to a final four. UCLA included, Gonzaga. UConn. I, 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 I mean, UConn, I really like UConn in the tournament, and I saw their draw, and I was like, damn, that's that's too bad for UConn. I can't have them going to the Final Four. I did have them the Elite Eight. I got I got that region pretty well nailed. I've got the Elite Eight correct in that one. And, Roush, I know that your dream Final Four parlay mm-hmm. died. I mean, it's been thrown on top of it. But God. if it makes you feel any better, mine is still very much alive. No, Alabama, Houston. Kansas State, Gonzaga. If those teams make the Final Four, TJ wins four grand. How about that, man? And uh, it really all came down to who's got the bigger cojones, and it was not Joey Hauser. I, I'm so mad. Like, what, <sighs> what, what, what shot do you want? What are you passing up? Like, that is the scaredest money I've ever seen in my freaking life. Like, Kansas State should be reprimanded for not even. They were up three. They should have fouled. Like, what are you doing? Michigan State passed up a few solid looks there. Yeah. They were just like, I don't want it, you take it. No, no, I insist, you take oh it. Oh, my God. No, no, I'll take it. Wait a minute, it's too late. Now we're covered and nobody's open. And and also I had a – it was a small little bet, a little $25 bet on Noel's uh, over 18 and a half was the point. Oh, man, yeah. And so that last layup took him from 18 to 20, which I definitely thought he was going wow. – like he, he was. He was on 16 with like three minutes left in regulation. So I was thinking, I'm going to win this, whether it's just through free throws. And then when it went to overtime and he was at 18, I was like, well, I'm good. Like, this ain't going to be an issue. And sure enough, I had to sweat it out to the very last second. It was another profitable gambling night for me yesterday, which was enjoyable. But the the play of the little guy for Kansas State was just incredible. Holy smokes. That was an all-time performance that maybe got passed up by Drew Timmy just a couple hours later. But I'm probably going to default to the all-time leading assist record in an NCAA tournament game. Oh. He's tough to guard. And it's just like I'm, I'm – I've, I, I, what I said was true. Once the basketball started yesterday, I was going to 
like sad time was over. I'm past it. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll for basketball. And that's true, but it still just kind of did bring me back to, to Sunday that UK played pretty much everybody on Kansas state pretty well, except for Noel who just dominated him. But like they did a good job on Keontae Johnson. They, for the most part, Kansas state wasn't letting it rain down threes until the second half. That game combined for what? What was it? 26 threes between Michigan State and Kansas State. Keontae Johnson was an absolute beast. He, Dude, the other guy killed him as much as anything. Uh, Masood? Yeah, Masood. Yeah, he's just decided to all of a sudden become like, PJ Stoyakovich from deep. If you give me two feet, I'm going to make this shot. Yeah, it was, it was just an incredible game. It was 24 made combined threes in that well, game. And the worst part, too, is... Michigan State, they got so many open threes and just missed them. I mean, uh, except the, for the, the ones they needed to have. Anytime yeah, like, they had to have a three to kind of stay in the game or make it interesting. It was just nothing but net. But the the inbounds play where the guy shot it from the corner was wide open, and the screener got trucked, and he ends up getting to shoot free throws. That could have been a five point possession, but they missed that one. You know, Hauser had a couple other. Misses just Joey Hauser, just suck it, buddy. You scared little. Oh gosh, but uh, I digress. Noel to to have the he he rolls his ankle right, um, and is just like mind over matter. Like okay, just t- let's take this thing up. Let me give me some time to get hyped, and I'll be fine. He immediately comes in, is seemingly is just like daring himself to re-roll that ankle while coming off of a curl screen to desperately throw a bank shot three off of one foot. Like, that was insanity. Just absolute, absolute insanity. A heads-up play, a smart play. He's got an incredible, incredible basketball IQ, and he's just a good player. Although, he needed to just chill out a little bit on the hero ball threes. Like, oh not, man, not, he had he had two, three too many. You're 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 not doing it against Kentucky tonight, little fella. Uh, it's just they're not going in. So do what you're doing a lot better. And the no look alley oop, arguing with his coach or talking, having dialogue oh, with his man. coach as he throws an alley oop. I saw that in real time, and I was like, I think, I think that was set up. Like I, I think that that was set up. Because uh, and then they showed one replay, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's an incredible play!" And it really, Roush reminded me a lot of myself back when I used to play ball. Oh, I'm I'm sure it did. Uh, I was personally more. I, I saw the other T Walker, and I was like, "Oh, if only he could make more shots." Um, the wife just know. plays basically video games every night, and like probably. 50% of the things that I say to her, she actually like registers. Uh-huh. So throughout the game last night, I was just saying like several times, like, gosh, he just, he plays a lot like me. It just reminds like I was making like little fun comments like that. And she actually did catch on to him. She was like, you are out of your mind. This is a D1 scholarship <laughs> basketball player. I was like, ah, you're paying attention. Good. Good. He had, the, he had the between the legs pass too. That was pretty sweet. He is incredible. He's yeah. incredible. I hate that it came at UK's expense, but you want to talk about a Napier or Kimba, a, yeah, a Kimba yeah. run, this is the dude. That being said, Florida Atlantic can definitely beat them. It, it, it's probably a matchup that Florida Atlantic isn't totally terrified about. I'll still take Kansas State in a close one, but this is this is a 
this is a Kimba run. He, he is doing it. I'd also wonder about how his ankle is going to feel on Saturday, Roush, because you know that thing is going to be as tender as chicken. <laughs> oh, can't get that at Kearns, though. Oh, no. You all remember? You can, get, you can get grilled chicken there. That's what I got. It was delicious. Do you all remember what I told you about Florida Atlantic? You said that their mascot was an owl and their colors were red and blue. No, I said when they when they were doing the bracket reveal and Florida Atlantic was the only team that didn't stand up. They sat in their seats clapping, and I told you all it was a business trip. Now look at them. They're in the Elite Eight. <laughs> My man Scooch was right. He did say that. Oh, you did. You're right. Now they're in the Elite Eight. They are. And the game away from the Final Four, a lot of people could see them being that, that Final Four darling, although they've they'll have they'll probably end up having what fewer losses than maybe any other team at that stage. But just uh just an incredible night of basketball. The NCAA tournament is the best. Except except for Arkansas Yukon. Suck, suck it, Arkansas. That Arkansas team we'll had that in it. them to just kind of lay over and die if things weren't going their way. And mm-hmm. they they UConn came right out of the gate, and you could kind of tell, like, hey, they're, they're better, or at least this is not the matchup Arkansas is looking for. But Arkansas kind of hung around, and then it was 17-20, to 20, and next thing you knew, it was 34-17 in, in the game, and it only got worse from there, believe it or not. So it was a bad matchup for Arkansas. Their young guys just laid over looking to get their bellies rubbed, and it's the end of the road for them. Nick Smith didn't really do – anything when he came back i think you could make a case him coming back probably didn't really pump up his stock in a great way but it's a that that's it for arkansas tough look for must bus ripping your shirt off and then a game later just getting your your shirt ripped off and smacked in your face with it they were beat down city but i don't care about that you give me the other games you give me tennessee losing uh, i'll take last night's thursday Man. night action any time i just yeah. hope in the future uk is playing Seeing, you know, I, I may I may admittedly follow more Tennessee talking heads and people than I'd like to like to share. Cause in some of it's from a just like a oh man, I love it's it's a it's a love-hate relationship. I love to hate them. So to see them just if not now win. Win is Rick Barnes. You you had the perfect path. And and here's another thing too, just the whole because Kentucky fans are going to do it too. Like the bracket opening up is both true and also like a fallacy. Because I was actually going to bring, I had this written down to bring up as well. <laughs> it's because it's like you, yes, the bracket is, you know, all you had to do was beat so and so. And it's like, well, but Tennessee, you weren't, you weren't the better team. You weren't better than FAU because you don't have your, your point guards, Meshach. Like you, you're just limited. You're not as good of a team when you don't have your point guard. Therefore, that's why you lost. Like it's not, it's not that difficult. Same thing with Kentucky. Like, Kentucky had a great game plan for Kansas State. They almost had him beat. They missed a bunch of shots. But are they better than what that team is playing right now? I don't think so. You know, like yeah, I know that you only had to beat a seven seed, but you still got to win those games. So I just, I saw a lot of people tweeting about like how oh that you could this could have been your path to the tournament and. Well, yes, that's true. I think both times that um, their pathway has opened up, kind of like Sue said, I was feeling the deja vu that this was feeling a lot like 2018. Both of these teams never felt like the 2018 team and the 2023 team never felt like actual Final Four teams. We only talked ourselves into it 
because of the way the bracket unfolded. You got a light draw, and they won a couple of nice games down the stretch. I'm not chalking up Selection Sunday to they hose Kentucky. They are out to get Kentucky. Kentucky's got the hardest draw in the hardest region. That That is not true, and it's always great when that's not the case because for far too many years we felt like that, that was the case, and some of that was obvious bias going into it. Uh, but sometimes there were, I think, legitimate gripes with Kentucky seeding. But now it's been, I think, two consecutive years where you don't you, you have not you don't have a ton to gripe about. But that's also not to say that it was easy. And if I ever used the word easy, that was probably the wrong word, um, because if you were considering the best four conferences in college basketball this year, it would be in any sort of order. The Big 12, the Big 10, the Big East, and the SEC. Those would be the four. What order you put them in, different folks could reasonably disagree. And and I, I could hear different arguments on different sides of those. Well, and you're, you're, you're getting a top four team in all those leagues in your potential first three games if you were Kentucky. That's not easy. That's not easy. That's not the bracket opening up for you. But they all were winnable, which if you're a six seed, it's all you can really ask for. It's just winnable games. There wasn't one team where you said, ah, you know, it, it wouldn't happen because they're both in the same conference. But if Kentucky was a, a, a four or a five seed and Alabama was the one, it'd be like, well, they're probably not going to get past the Sweet 16. They're most likely not going to be able to beat Alabama. Alabama's too too good for them. You didn't have that. You, you had games like, again, I said that the matchups there with Johnson and Noel were going to be tough for UK. At least one of them proved to be true. but. That's a, that's not an easy matchup. And then if you get Michigan State in the Sweet 16, that's not easy. Again, a winnable game for UK, but it is quite literally against a team that that beats you. And then Florida Atlantic, Justin called it, you know, business trip situation. But they have been slept on all year. That's not to say that if Kentucky wasn't in an Elite Eight game against Florida Atlantic, I wouldn't be like, okay, this is one you should win. It's Florida yeah. Atlantic, you're Kentucky. But they've only lost three games on the season for a reason. And even if it's against a relatively lighter schedule, it's still doing a lot of winning. It's a lot of winning basketball. It's figuring out ways to close out games, win in different ways. And you're seeing, and they haven't had maybe the most difficult road, but beating Memphis and Tennessee is nothing really to turn your head at. So they're a solid team. I don't think there was this ginormous missed opportunity for UK to get to the Final Four quite like 2018. I wouldn't put it in the same ballpark there. But that being said, it was winnable games for UK. They were winning the game against Kansas State, and then the final two minutes happened, and you blink, and that's how a season ends in the NCAA tournament. So uh, if they had won and they played Michigan State, would have felt solid about the matchup, but it wouldn't have been what would the line have been? UK maybe a two point favorite somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, it would be my uh, guess, and and only because it's UK. I mean, and, and if name. Kentucky had won that game and played FAU, I bet UK would be like a two and a half point favorite against FAU. So it, let's not act like that it was just pipsqueak state well, the rest of the way, and UK stumbled against it, Kansas State. It would have been a winnable games, but tough games. And it's it's just because we don't see the one or two seed next to their name. I mean. That doesn't mean they're still not really good teams who have already won three NCAA tournament games in a row. And I think that's the like I don't I don't care who Kentucky was playing. They never they won four games in a row once all season. I don't I don't know how capable this team was of Man, being able to string together wins. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. It's disappointing. Gosh, it felt like there were several times that we all were like, hey, all right. 
we've got our groove back, but it never it never got over four, and it only happened what once. You said. Yep, it was at the end of the year before they lost to uh, Vandy. So yeah, this this was not a very it's not a great bas- Kentucky basketball team, and um, I woke up kind of fired up because this was the basketball was good last night, and here I am uh, getting upset about the Cats not being like, like they 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 could have easily been playing in that game last night. For sure. I thought, and, and like, I guess you, you got to give Michigan State credit, went to overtime and, and all that stuff. But I thought that Kentucky looked, played, that game, that was the weird thing about the game last night is that you just like, you felt like Kansas State was up more throughout the t- entire game. Mm-hmm. But Michigan State would always hit those threes to not let it get too out of control or too. Hogard would go draw a foul, go to the free throw line, hit his free throws. But when I was watching the game, I was just like, man, I feel like Kentucky matches up better against Kansas State than Michigan State did. I feel like they were playing them better. Again, I know the game went to overtime, so reasonable folks could disagree on that as well. And then I was watching Kansas State go against Michigan State. I was like, this looks like it's coming easier against Michigan State than it was against UK. And it was it was frustrating. But dude gets hurt, goes out. Don't call him the little dude. People were really mad that Michigan State coach Tom Izzo said that Kansas State had some really lucky plays. Hey, everybody, why don't you just stop getting so upset over what coaches say and stop crying about it? Did you ever try that? Did you ever think about just not crying about what a coach says? It's just words. They're not going to come out and jump you and get you. It's okay. Tom Izzo is allowed to have his opinion on the game, and you are certainly allowed to disagree with it, but I can't help but call you out for it coming off as so whiny. By the, way, by the way, DraftKings did a special for overtime games in the Sweet 16, offered it at plus 225 after there were no overtime games in the first two rounds. Guess who bet it? And it was really nice when the first game hit. Jim Coyle. <laughs> Say it again. Was it Jim Coyle? Uh, it was not. No, it was this guy. Oh, wow. Way no, to go, Scoot. No big deal. Bobby Scootsity. No big deal. Way to go, Scoots. Scoots, when's the last NCAA tournament without an overtime game? Uh, has there been one? There has. Really? I couldn't tell you. Before when was that? When did they start doing overtime? Wrong. Eh. Trivia Friday. Wrong. Eh. Nineteen eighty-eight. Wrong. Eh. I have no idea. Roush, any guess? Um, uh, ninety-three. Nineteen seventy, according. Holy to moly! Nineteen seventy. That's kind of a wild stat. You would think that there maybe would have been another one that didn't have overtime. I would have thought all of them did. But in 1970, it was the perfect amount of time. It was just your normal amount of time. No overtime there. But you did have it last night. I don't think we get treated with such amazing basketball this evening, but I hope to be wrong about that. You have a lot of exciting players playing tonight. But I don't know if the matchups add up. We will certainly talk about it. It's Will Levis's pro day, and we'll talk about that as well. Roush yeah. is you're not you're not on the scene. You're in Louisville, but uh, I will be on the scene. You will be on the scene when yes. that time comes. So we'll come back. We'll talk about that as well. It's going to be a fun show. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, and we got to tell you about Thornton's when we return. This is KRC on the Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin K.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You're going to take her to Hoosier Pleasure Land. I think she was even the one that's <laughs> told the server, hey, two separate checks. Uh, who's your pleasure, lad? <laughs> that place exists. <laughs> Nobody's been there since '87. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. Great rejoin there. Well done. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Scoots did say there will be no meetups with Thornton's woman no. this this weekend. There will not. Maybe be. next. Maybe next. But but he still is going to be going to a Thornton's. Of course. Yeah, I mean, I've got to get some food. That's where I. That's where all my calories come from is Thornton's. Whether it's breakfast, you can get the sausage, egg, and cheese croissant like I choose to do from time to time. they got bacon, egg, and cheese croissants as well. Of course, have you tried got, the biscuit yet, they, they do have the new biscuits. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to, and they are pretty phenomenal. I'm not, not a biscuit okay. guy myself unless they're smothered in gravy. But it was it was phenomenal, and you, they've also got burritos in breakfast style as well. But don't forget their lunch; those wings are awesome. I had a grilled buffalo chicken burrito yesterday. Those are fire. Their burgers, hot dogs, you can get it all at Thornton's, and you can get drinks as well. So eighty nine cent. What is it? Eighty nine cent drinks now? Is that what the deal is? Eighty nine. That's that's so incredible. If you give them a dollar, they'll give you eleven cents back, and you will get the biggest drink. Of all your favorite liquid. I mean, just just absolutely incredible. And technically, you only get six cents back because we got to add some tax, TJ. Well, it true. depends on what state you're in, though. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's true. What is uh, Indiana state sales tax now? I think 6%. Maybe 6.5. Oh. I thought that's what Kentucky's was, was 6%. Too. I thought they were the uh, same, yeah. People forget taxation is theft. No taxation without representation. But text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Fun first segment there, recapping some of the games. Roush will be heading to Lexington soon, getting to watch Will Levis throw the football. Yep, it's um it's going to be it's going to be fun because it's going to be such a zoo. Um I've done plenty of pro days uh throughout my time covering the Wildcats. Never won with so much hoopla surrounding it. Um, Mike Vrabel's in town, the Tennessee Titans. Um, I've heard Pete Carroll's supposed to show up. Levis had dinner with the Panthers, Panthers ownership and their coach and GM and everybody last night. Um, over 90 credentialed media members. I would expect like at least 120 NFL officials. Like It's going to be an absolute zoo over at the Joe Craft football training facility today i'm i'm looking forward to the madness to the chaos and the the thing that i just can't escape is that will levis was he he first started getting this nfl buzz at this event a year ago because you know we knew that he had this big arm and stuff but people in nfl circles a lot of them hadn't seen him up close and personal until he threw to Wondell Robinson at Pro Day. Well, I think I, I think it's something to keep an eye on, especially after 
yesterday people started fawning over Marvin Harrison Jr. at C.J. Stroud's pro day. I have a feeling folks will start talking about Barry on Brown and, and Dane Key's NFL potential after they catch passes from Will Levis today. Yeah, it's a it's a big opportunity for Levis. It's just he's automatically I, I don't know. I guess he'd have to be really bad. Does is anybody ever bad at their pro days? Has that ever happened? Um, yeah, but it's it's usually like a lineman shows up overweight or something like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's 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 typically not quarterback th- because I don't I don't know what a quarter I I don't think a quarterback's ever looked bad in the throwing drills at a pro day. They just they're set up for success. That's what he's, I figured. He's he's got fifty scripted passes to receivers that he's very comfortable with. It's not like the the, the combine where it's a bunch of dudes or your timing might be a little bit off. And he's probably practiced the exact same things he's going to be doing in pro day for weeks. Like you know, these are the things you need to nail. These are the throws that we're going to do, and you got to make it look pretty. So let's make sure it looks right. And I'm sure it will for Will Levis. So it, it's just a good opportunity knowing that most people are going to look solid at their own pro day. Just a good opportunity to generate more buzz, get people talking about the big arm again, and get back into the draft news cycle as these players so often do as they rotate their pro days. So good opportunity for him. And you never never really know. It just seems like eventually one, one, one mock draft, one set of like the hype cycle, it just sticks. And then that's kind of what it is going up until draft night. And you see the Vegas odds start to do that. And we maybe are heading into that position, but Will Levis did have dinner with the Panthers, didn't he? Which I found interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing with Levis too, is it, it feels like if, if there's going to be a surprise top over, like if, if anybody's going to surprise and pass Bryce Young, it's Levis. Like that, while throughout this talking season, he's kind of fallen. He's not the flavor of the month right now. It, it, it doesn't matter for if the NFL people, the NFL talking heads, uh, think he's the flavor of the month. It really only matters if one of these teams falls for him. And that's why he's always been up in that conversation because he has the the desirable traits that make people picking at the top of boards uh, awfully – intrigued by so i um i did find it interesting though that you know he's like i i got it's not like i don't see things like if i see it i see it but um I try not to pay attention to it i can't control that stuff but i will say i don't like when people say i'm not accurate i was like you know what good on you will like you're you're being honest you're being truthful um he he pretty sure he has the he is one of the uh, records at UK for completion percentage. It might be the career record, as a matter of fact. Like that—that's—that's that's one of those in the UK record book. I'm pretty sure he holds. Um, so, yeah, yeah, he—he's he, got an enemy. He also said that he—he he was surprised that uh, people got so worked up over his "I've got a cannon" thing. <laughs> it's like I mean, I—he's like I'm pretty careful about what I say 99% of the time. The one time I kind of. Let loose a little, have a little fun. People lose their minds. It's like, yeah, yeah well, the media. Yeah, who who cares? I, I, I've already I've already even forgotten that that was that was briefly a, a thing. 
that is interesting about the passing percentage number. I would not have, yeah. I would not have guessed that or have known that. And when did he say all this, by the way? Uh, that's what I was wondering. He was uh, he, him and a couple other uh, of the pro day guys spoke yesterday. Because I wonder if that was maybe subtly in response to, I believe, quotes you had from Zion Childress talking about Devin Leary and how just he can put the ball in spots that are impossible. And I even think an exact quote was something along the lines of like, it's just different, which is kind of in direct relation to Will Levis. And I had written this down to, to bring this up. And I feel like this is a somewhat natural segue there. Perfect segue. Yeah. But that's a, that's a pretty, that's a, that was a large quote. And it was so large that you think a prepared radio host may have it up in front of them to maybe easily smooth into this segment. You would think, but I don't. So I don't know what the exact quote is. Well, but I, I, if you give me it, here it is. Because uh, I asked him, and this this happened, I mean, Will was working out as Childress was speaking, so I don't think it was a, a direct response by any means. But that is the general consensus, is that Leary is uh, a more accurate passer than Will Levis. And um, the way that Childress put it, who the reason why I asked Childress, he's a safety now, he was a high school quarterback, he said his accuracy is different. I talked to my friends back at home. We compare people to players, and his accuracy really reminds me of Drew Brees in a sense that he's really accurate, fitting balls in spaces the ball shouldn't be thrown into sometimes. And he had an example of uh, breaking on a, a, a dig route, which is like just 12 yards and then just straight across the middle of the field. Children saw it. He went up to make the play, and Leary just put it in between – Childress, who's coming in over the top, and the linebacker who was underneath it. Just a perfect pass. And that was one of those where Childress is just like, I, I can't – we played the – you can't play better defense. He just put it in the perfect spot. But, I, you know, the, compared to what he's used to defending on, and you're right, you're right to bring up that he's got some quarterback experience himself, but you uh, to compare to what he's used to defending against, it would be Will Levis. So, I just – I found it interesting – and I didn't think Will Levis's quote was like a direct response back with the accuracy thing, but people do feel that way about Leary. But weirdly enough, Will Levis has had a better completion percentage than Leary has at their top level in college sports. But there is this assumption with UK fans, at least, whether it's fair or not, that Leary's going to throw a more accurate ball you're not going to have those 90 mile per, per hour slant routes. It's going yeah. to be more catchable. You may not get the the absolute bombs, but under Scangarello, you didn't really do that a great deal. So you you know, but Leary can still also chuck it. He just can't maybe throw it as far as Love is. But there's definitely the assumption that it's going to be maybe more accurate passing, even if the facts don't really back that up. Well, and and I think what a lot of it comes down to is semantics in that. Will will admit that on some of his short throws, he struggles putting touch on the ball. And that's what I think ultimately what it comes down to is Weary, he's good at getting just a little bit of air underneath the ball to make those difficult throws that sometimes Levis would just try to kind of throw through. Because if there was ever going to be uh, a knock on him from like the the wise guys, they would say he's, he struggles with the layup sometimes. Like when the, he was going through the throws of the combine, he did everything right except for short throws to the left, like which 
you would think are pretty easy, but he's you got to kind of throw against your body and you got to have a nice touch on the ball. And that's where where Levis uh, has has sometimes struggled. So to 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 get into the weeds, it does feel like just Leary having a little bit more touch on it is the most significant difference between the two. And obviously, he's he just looks like a child next to Will Levis because Levis looks like a linebacker. He's enormous. And it's also worth mentioning that you could take all of Devin Leary's career interceptions, and it's only three more than how many Levis threw in 21. So Levis, while he does have slightly better completion percentage numbers, has significantly more interceptions, which does come back to an accuracy thing. But with Childress's quotes, I think it's a big deal. I think those were those were big time quotes for a guy that was going against a, a, somebody who has been in conversation to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, but more than likely probably going to be top ten or just a first rounder is impressive in its own right. That's a guy that he was going against in practice last year, and he seemed to have very high praise for the new guy early on and used some words that I think aren't – I think that carry some some weight there. So that's a big deal. I think it's worth getting excited about it. It doesn't have to be necessarily a negative to Will Levis. We hope that he does great, gets drafted as high as possible, and has a great NFL career because that's only going to help UK in the long run. But – may have something special with Leary, and we all certainly hope so. But it is spring. This is the time for optimistic quotes. You're not going to probably have one player be like, oh, the wide receivers this year have taken a big step backwards. They'd never say that in a million years because UK's wide receivers are probably the strength of the offense, which is really fun to to say. Let's hope that that's actually the case. But you got Cohen back, so they're going to be humming, baby. The the other thing that was just eye-opening and jaw-dropping yesterday – Freaking Dion Walker. This guy, I just, I, the more I see, the more I learn, the more I know, the more I'm just baffled by this kid. Because, he, you know, he's he's only entering year two. He made a conscious decision that he wants to get lighter on his feet. And it's, it's very clear he's already lost some weight. Um, like, just from a gut stand. Like, he, he's, he shed a decent amount of bad weight already. Kid hasn't even started his diet. He's he was smart. He's doing the Roush method. Wait till at least after the Sweet 16 Elite Eight games to start the diet. Because anytime before, you're just gonna fail. So diet starts next week. He hasn't even done it yet. But he's out there freaking running drills with the DBs. He was doing their stations. They're they're you know, they're kind of rotation group where it's like some how like uh it's just quick hitter kind of in shape, basic football stuff. He ran with the defensive backs. The other day at six foot six, 350 pounds. I just, uh, he's, he's a freak. He's an absolute freak. And we're just, we're lucky that he's a Kentucky Wildcat. Cause that dude is, is just one of one. They, they don't make Dion walkers. They don't grow in trees as they like to say, TJ. Shout out to all walkers. Really? That's huge. It was such a, it seemed like such a priority to make sure he was going to stick around in Lexington. Cause you know, some of the big boys would be throwing around some big dollars. Uh, it's a big deal. You're able to to get him to, to stay and God. stay healthy, hopefully, and get to see him this season wrecking havoc on opposing offenses. Yeah. Woohoo. Oh, man. Football. Football time in the blue, guys. Scooch, what do you what do you, what do you want to add about UK football? I think the, the listeners would like to hear your analysis. Uh, it just seems like all all's good. 
in, in fo- Kentucky football land. I mean, Deion Walker, we were scared of him last year. He's coming back. Got Devin Leary. Everything on his front seems to be good. Ray Davis, I think, will be a really good piece. I, I think I think it'll be a fun season for, for the old cats. What's up with Hoosiers spring practice? No idea. I told you all, I'm not, I'm not an Indiana football fan anymore. I'm now on your all's team. Are you? Whoa, we don't know if you made that like official all-in. Uh, I don't know if I have. The, con- the conversion has happened. I don't know if I have made it official. But I mean, it's it's as close to official as possible. I don't care about Indiana football. They're gonna what win three games next year? Woohoo! Not not very fun. Well, welcome aboard, <laughs> partner. Thanks. Saddle hey. up. Who would have thought that it would all it would take with some spring practice updates to get Scoots officially on our side? Look at us. Just look at us. I bet my brother probably has some old UK shirts you'd fit in. Uh, no, I'm not going that far, pal. What you said you were all in. I'm not yeah, not in. not so much as to wear a Kentucky shirt. I'm not that you're gonna, much. In. Whoa, you're whoa. Get the cold whistle at Kroger Field. Th- this Kentucky like sneaking us out. That's like sneaking us out the side door in the middle of the night. What the hell? This Kentucky roll call hat that I'm wearing today is about as far as I will go. No, I then then get lost, pal. <laughs> get with it know, or get I lost. Know, I have no idea what's so funny. We want you to make it official. Make it official. Uh, I'm not yeah, ready. If not, then give, go by the wayside. Give us, give us a a good old go big blue. If, if so, funny story by the way. I'll I have to share it with you all. So, I'm not gonna wear Kentucky gear, but I will say that I'm officially a Kentucky football fan. Is that fair? No, no. This is the whole conversation that we're just having. That is, you you want you're you're scared to show that you're with us. You don't want to go out in public. You're just a Netflix and chill kind of guy. So, as for the funny story, the other day when the power went out, right, I uh, I texted you all and said, hey, you want me to throw anything on the end of the podcast when the power came back up and I was getting ready to upload it? And you all gave me some some ideas. Basically, I had said on the end of the podcast, like, power went out again. Things are crazy around here. Check out TJ's Twitter spaces for the text line. And then I was like, thanks for listening. Go Cats. And before I uploaded the podcast, I had to take the Go Cats part out. I was like, I can't leave that in there. Oh, <laughs> So if you go listen to the end of that podcast, it's a really kind of awkward ending and where I'm just like, thanks for listening. <laughs> wow, that's a nice little Easter egg. I, nobody would have known. <laughs> it was pretty well, funny. you got to... You know, you've got until football season, obviously, so you got a long time, but I don't know if the the BBN, the Big Blue Nation, will have you. You may be denied access into the BBN if you're not willing to to put on a UK shirt. Well, that's the great thing about how fandoms work is I don't have to be greeted at the door by anybody. If I want to walk through that door, I can just walk right through and nobody's going to say anything. While true, have you ever heard about bullying? Uh, yeah, I can't been, bully you. I'm I, very good at it. I was bullied through my childhood, so I'm not scared of bullies anymore. I'm not gonna Plavichich bully you, but I might, you know, or Grayson Allen bully you, but I will bully you. I'm Scoots, not. I'm we, not scared Scoots, of you, Roush. Scoots, we'd never bully you, buddy. You got nothing to worry about there. But I think what this is all setting up to is you putting a UK shirt on at the Big X scramble eh, in the fall nah. and the cra- and the crowd going crazy I'll, just bonkers i'll wear my kentucky roll call hat that's what they get 
I know this is what this is setting up to. We obviously don't have to 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 harp on it right this very second, but that's what it's setting up to. I think you know it. We know it. Everybody knows it. We're going to be doing the live show there. Everybody's going to be getting ready to just rip through the course, and you're going to put on a UK shirt to set the mood. Guess the, we'll find out. It's going to be great. It'll be an all-time moment. Guess we'll find out. Yep. Scoots, I think I think really if you just if you get to the Krogue and see what it's like to enjoy a big time football atmosphere. You'll you'll rip that shirt right off and go go buy yourself uh, some Wildcats gear right there on the spot. I will I will consent to wearing a blue shirt. How about that? No, uh, uh, getting better, getting better. <laughs> I'll, I need to throw on some blue long socks. Is that to... sweet in the deal? We we can we can we can again. I think this is all set. It, it doesn't really matter until you get to football season. Yeah, but we're breaking you down. We'll 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 get there. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> but that sounds like a step in the right direction. All right, cool. Oh man, uh, I've once again NFL people falling for Kentucky stuff. Uh, Ian Rappaport was at a horse farm yesterday, and now he's he's getting in the horsing game. <laughs> Really? Oh, yeah. Like he's buying. Uh, he's gonna start buying horses. He's uh he's joining America's Best Racing for like a series they're doing. So um, but he he's doing horse racing work now. Um, I have a feeling that means eventually buying into a horse. Maybe not right away, but that's the next logical step. Gosh, just love it. People are really catching the fever because uh, you know what? After this weekend. Really start feeling like derby season. Louisiana Derby Saturday. That'll That's be tomorrow. exciting. Fairgrounds, yeah. Who Which do you I, got? I don't know who's in it, but I'm pretty sure Brad Cox will have some horses in it. So giddy you're up! Just, you're gonna you're gonna ride. You're gonna you're gonna follow the BC train. Oh yeah, Marcus Cox, Eli Cox, Brad Cox. Don't matter. We're riding, ride or die. Shout out to David Cox. Oh, instant coffee might be my dirty horse, and it'll probably be the favorite in that race tomorrow. So if it's two to one, if it wins this one, it'll probably be your second choice in the Kentucky Derby. Hmm. Roush right likes behind, a uh, forte. Roush likes a horse named Instant Coffee. Riddle me surprised. Yeah, seems seems biased. <laughs> you have money in this in this horse? I, I I do not. I do not. But uh, pretty 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 darn good horse. Pretty darn good horse. Well, if you've driven around the city, you, you've already started to notice the, the derby cleanup that we like to call it around here. <laughs> yeah. Well, one they time, had to do one... the March Madness cleanup, too. So we're starting downtown, and, and oh. they'll make it to the south end. Yeah, that's what it is, TJ. That's, that's why we've seen it so early is because for, for the regional, that does make sense. But they, they do one cleanup a year, and they do a solid job. They make it, they make it look nice for all the out-of-town visitors. And then see you next spring cleanup. Which, by the way, I've I've seen if you're if you're thinking about last minute tickets, forty four bucks right now. You can get in the door for two games tonight. So, feels I sold like a steal. all my tickets for tonight. Still have, <laughs> still have all of them available for for Sunday. Uh, I'd still like to go Sunday. You know what else is going on? Maybe you could even take the the baby, depending on the time. Those are usually in the like three o'clock, five o'clock windows. So right, right. so not not impossible. Um, We'll see. 
we'll see. But I'm excited for tonight. Roush, you said that you're just you're, you're going to be too wiped out, but I'm I'm pumped to get yeah. down there, take in some like NCAA to tournament basketball. There's nothing better, and it's going to be a really weird like having Alabama and Princeton fans intermingle is just going to be a thing, <laughs> a beautiful thing. Culture clash. Oh, for sure. And you know there's going to be a lot of both of them, but especially Alabama fans. I'm, I imagine there's going to be a ton at the Yum Center tonight. All right, Roush, well, you you got to get going, don't you? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, got to get going. Well, at least hang you around just, a little longer. Blame it on Luckett. At least you didn't just spring this on us, so we didn't have anything else prepared. Well, I, I, I did tell you all I was leaving early. I thought it was just going to be like till 8.30, so my, my apologies. I'm just giving you a hard time. You all drive safely. Pay attention to the road, buddy, okay? Is he driving or are you driving? Yeah, he's driving this time. Also, uh, suck it, luck it. (laughs) Everybody have a – Got him. Well, we'll be back for hour two. But Roush is gone, and you'll see you'll see him on Monday. Okay, we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We got a couple of trade-ins. Tuesday, Wednesday, stay in bed on Thursday. Over? You say over? I heard the family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. On your Friday, one hour left in the week. And Scoots, you, you're off on Fridays, right? I am off on Fridays, yes. I'm I'm really looking forward to today. Hopefully I can get in to get a massage today. I tried to tried to do the thing yesterday where I was going to call off work so I could go get a massage yesterday. Boss wasn't having it, so I got to try to make that happen today. Isn't your boss your good friend? He is, yeah, but they... I don't know. He acted like they really needed me yesterday. I guess they kind of did. But I guess. It was okay. Did you not say, I'm in a great deal of pain? Oh, I did. Yeah, I, I mean, but he knows He knows that I'm the type of guy that if he tells me they need me, I'll fight through whatever I'm battling just to be there, just because he's my friend. So that, that that's kind of a downfall for me sometimes at work. You're the, the Brett Favre of the hotel industry. Absolutely. You need How me, I'm coming. Uh, yeah, well, good. That's the you. You are very loyal to your your company. I am Noel, my friend. Are you still standing right now? I am. Cool. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to the show being over. I'm gonna do some stretching and some rolling. I brought my foam roller with me today. Not sure how I feel about laying on the ground at the Big X, but we're gonna make it happen. Roush leaving an hour early. You're talking about how excited you are for the show to end. What's what's he, what's even the point? <laughs> we can call it right now. Let's just let's just wrap it up then. If nobody else wants to be here, I want to be here. I want to read some text from the Thornton's text line. I want to talk about Salsaritas. Remember, there's a lot of events coming up: graduations, party, gr- more graduations. You've got your graduation parties. Uh, people are going to be finishing their time at school, and you're going to celebrate it. 
kids are graduating also, too don't forget i can't forget about the graduation parties either yeah. but there will be derby as well which is that oaks you're gonna want salsaritas for all your catering needs mother day mother's day not too far uh, away as well it's never too early and you can even do it sometimes like day of don't hold me to that a day of i'd at least do it a day before but they can be pretty quick depending on the order i'm sure maybe if you're having like an event for 300 people but they just do a great job accommodating for for any catering needs i've used them several times they have brought food directly into my living room set it all up and just walked on out and shut the door and just in the friendliest manner possible. It's delicious food and no party's too big. No party is too small. Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown, that drive through today on a rainy day. And then St. Matthew's, the covered patio, it's still not going to be too, too cold today, but maybe you just want to eat indoors today. Well, and if you're still eating the, if you're still doing the whole seafood thing on Fridays or no meat on Fridays, their shrimp is out of this world. It's called Lent. It is called Lent. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lint. It is. It is good. I, I. I agree. I agree. Well, let's get into some tax. Or is there any sports topics? Things you want to bring up? No. I, th- I mean, I think we touched on everything I wanted to touch on in that first segment. Just about the games last night. We can maybe look towards the games tonight. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, we should save a little bit of time for that. And then I've also got some Chris Livingston takes, so let, let us not forget to do these two things as we so often do on this show as we run out of time and we're like, oh no, we forgot to bring this up or that up. But let's at least get a few texts in. Sure. What could go wrong? Nothing. Where did we leave off from yesterday? I think somebody we're at the very top. Two, somebody said that they got two women pregnant at the same time when they were at IU, or and we said we, we're not buying that. We're, we're at this part where it starts Friday's text line. You go transfer. You go transfer speculation is a bit odd. I guess I get it because we shouldn't be surprised by anything, but if anyone seems like a lock to come back, it's him. Yeah, I'm not really buying it either. I think that you, besides maybe not playing him enough, which we all would agree he should have probably played more, but when he did play, he usually did get scored on pretty in, in pretty quick order. At least teams would go after him. And he may do something nice, or he hit a couple. Of, he hit a shot here or there. I remember him hitting at least one jumper. But it's they've been nothing but 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 nice to him, and he said nothing but nice things about UK. It seems like there's a really good bond and relationship there. Texture, I agree with you. I, I I would be surprised if he were to transfer. It seems like that's who UK's hanging their hat on on being the the starting five next year and allowing Bradshaw to play four and float a little bit. Where would he go if he were to transfer? I mean, he's not going to get playing time anywhere. I mean, he's got he has to put on muscle and has to get bigger, has to understand the game better. I, I just I I would I would completely disagree with him transfer from Kentucky. Yeah, I don't I'm not I'm not too worried about it. The 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 speculation or the the facts, because I don't think Jack Pilgrim would make this up, but he says it's Big E school. So Roush seemed to like have that little smirk on his face and that like little giggle in his voice. He seemed to know, but he didn't want to say it. But like I could certainly see it being St. John's, New York, Patino coming in. Man, that let, let, let you anchor the five and and let's let's run this thing. That would just be a wild decision. How do you get to be a better player? You watch better players that are ahead of you. And for Hugo to be able to watch Oscar and then for um, 
Bradshaw coming in next year to learn a few things from him. Take take pieces from both of their games. That's how you get better as a basketball player. Just just watch other players, and that's two good players to watch. Yeah, it, for some for for Uganda's concerns, it's getting stronger and kind of getting pushed around because that's what we usually saw when he'd be in the game a little bit. You do think that would be the best thing for you in practice for your entire UK career going up against Oscar in terms of development there. I don't think we really saw a freshman year payoff from that, but he is young. He didn't get a ton of minutes. He didn't even when the minutes he did get, they were they were limited. It's not like he was getting, hey, you get a six minute stretch here, go out there and dominate. They were short stretches. So we and then earlier in the season when he was getting more minutes, we saw a lot of things we really liked and it was really impressive, but they were against certain quality of opponents. So you didn't want to put a ton of stock into it. Yeah. That's true. So I think he'll I think he'll hang around. I, I think it's and Calipari, this is the tough part about being a coach that I think a lot of people just don't don't realize or they do realize but don't put a ton of emphasis on it. But you got I, I don't know how I feel about UK just going all in and saying like you're gonna Bradshaw, I think Damian Collins will be back, although that's not a guarantee. And say and, and maybe Lance Ware and saying like, okay, there's our there's our front line. That would concern me. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be a sure thing. And I think it'd be good and I think it'd be fine, but we can't do the, the thinks anymore. We're well, past the thinking. We gotta know. We need to know that this is gonna be a dominant front line. And to some extent, I don't I don't think that's even going to be possible just because the mission Aaron Bradshaw should be great, but Cal's missed with players like him before. And obviously everybody's mind instantly goes to Scalabissier. I think Bradshaw will be better. That's I'm I'm obviously a little bit biased and that's somewhat optimistic thinking, but I think he should be better. I think hopefully Cal will have learned that you gotta let him stretch and you got to let him float out to the perimeter and shoot threes and spread the floor, and you don't need to turn him in to a back-to-the-basket five, or you don't need to try to, to, to beef him up. His, his game is sometimes away from the basket. He can catch oops, which is great, so you can still roll him to the basket, and I think Cal will do a better job with him. He just kind of misstepped with Scal. Scal was still a solid defender and still had a pretty decent freshman year. It was just when there was a number one ranking attached to his name for as long as it was that's when people thought he was just going to be this dominant freak, especially with the stretch Calipari had had with freshmen. And he, he, he wasn't that he was a good freshman, just not a great freshman. I don't know if we need Bradshaw to be a good or great freshman It'd help. Obviously if he was great, some of that will depend on when, where Anenzo is. If he is as dominant as I think some people think he can be, then Bradshaw can kind of take his time, just hit some shots and, it's going to be tough to score on a guy with like a seven foot nine wingspan. And it's not like Bradshaw has a short wingspan himself. He also has a very long wingspan. It's like the potential of that could be just so great. And that's what you hope that you reach. But if I'm Cal, I'd still be so tempted to go to the transfer portal scoots and get somebody else. Maybe if you know for sure Chris Livingston is coming back, and this could be our segue into the Livingston as we get to one text, but this. Maybe if you know Livingston's coming back, then you could just say, all right, there's our toughness. I feel confident enough with rebounding. Worst case scenario, we can put Lance Ware in there just to defend, try to rebound, bully some people, and he'll be able to 
we, we just won't have to go to him offensively. The other four people will be our offensive options, which actually is not, not terrible. UK's had some success where they don't focus the five on offense, where it's more of a complementary piece than it is the focal point. Some would say maybe that's when UK's at its best, when they don't focus on the center being the offense and the focal point. So maybe if you get Livingston back, that could be enough but I'd still just be so tempted to just find somebody who's going to be content, not getting a ton of minutes, but is a good rebounder. And there's there, this isn't imagination land in South Park. You can't just think up the perfect transfer and they're going to be cool with a very limited role going against a really competitive front court. But I still would keep an eye out on the transfer portal just because you want to be sure. There's just too much on the line going into the season. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. I. I think you bring up some good points there. If I'm a Kentucky fan, I don't want those four bigs unless you get reports that Hugo and Damian Collins are just having massive off-seasons, which I don't even know other than putting on some weight. I don't even know what they need to do. But you have to have Bradshaw be a presence early. That That's the way I'm thinking about it. Bradshaw has to come in and be your big five because you can't rely on the other three bigs that you mentioned. I mean, Lance Ware, you, you brought it up yourself. Just bring him into bully and grab some rebounds. That's kind of the role that Lance has carved out for himself. If, if you're Kentucky, I don't know that you want to lean on that. You definitely do not want Lance Ware to be your backup. I would much rather have like a Hugo or a Damian Collins in that spot. But like I said, they have to develop this summer and, and really grow their games if they want to be in that position. Yeah, and I was using Lance Ware, and I, I say this respectfully, of course, as like that's your that's your basement. That's your last mm-hmm. option is you put him in there. And it's I, I still I don't I don't I don't want that. And again, I say that all respectfully. I don't want that, but I still think you can win with that. If Justin Edwards is the player I think he should be, then you can still win with that. If DJ Wagner ends up being the player that people think he's going to be, then I think you can win with that. If Livingston stays and develops to be the player that that we think he should be, then you're probably good enough in other areas where you just probably do need some defense, some rebounding, some good physicality. And UK went to the Final Four with Josh Harrelson. Now, Josh Harrelson did provide offense but it certainly wasn't the, the focal point of things. And that'd be great if Lance Ware could get to a Josh Harrelson level. But, man, his his shot in games is just – in warm-ups and stuff, it looks fine. But when he gets in games, it, it must be a mental thing because it, it, it uh, it's not great. So how does Livingston fit into all this? So hopefully he, he comes back. And I, I wanted to bring up something that Ben Roberts from – the Herald Leader said on Issel and Louie over there on ESPN 680, they, they do a good job. They and do, yeah. He, 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 was, he was talking with them, and he was like, I, nobody really knows with Chris Livingston. He's kept everything close to the vest. When I was listening to him talk about that, I was like, well, it's probably because he just hasn't made up his mind, so it would check out. And Ben alluded to as much that nobody really knows because he may not really know, and he's going to have some options. He mentioned what everybody else is mentioning in the UK basketball world, that there's a lot of outside influence on Chris Livingston, and he's being pulled a bunch of different ways. But some good insight and some good analysis from Ben Roberts was ultimately it just comes down to his mom. And maybe, you know, maybe people are, maybe his mom's being influenced by people, maybe not, you don't really know. But it will ultimately come down to his mom. And every step of the way, Chris Livingston has chosen the hard path. 
he's chosen to do what maybe wasn't the easier thing to do. And he mentioned he could have stayed at Akron, the high school he was playing at in Akron, and 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 dominated, put up 35 points per game, had the gym packed every single time. But instead, he went to Oak Hill to get better. And Ben mentioned how while at Oak Hill, he got exposed a little bit. And while he was still really good and nationally one of the best recruits in the country, people were like, okay, he's not as good as we thought. There's some he, he's got some plenty of areas to work on, and supposedly that's the exact reason why he went to Oak Hill was to find out the areas he needed to work on, and so that's and also Oak Hill's in the middle of nowhere. He you know he went away from the limelight to just get better at basketball. He made a commitment to basketball. All really good points by Ben Roberts, and then he talks about how the next decision he made he went to Kentucky. He could have went to some other schools if he wanted to. He could have gone to even some small schools, dominated, put up big numbers, been the guy from day one. Instead, he goes to a place that is no, that he knows is going to be somewhat crowded at his position, and that's the that's the choice he made. So after hearing that from Ben, those two points, and then the mom point that like everything comes back to mom. Cal's good with moms. He hasn't bat a thousand with moms, but he's really good with moms. Um, of course, this is out of, out of context. Audio could be hilarious with this <laughs> stuff, but he's good with mom. So I, I think Livingston's going to come back after hearing that and just putting it all together in my brain. I think he's going to come back. What I do worry about is he's definitely going to test the waters because he's not going to be in college. I think past the sophomore season, so he's going to test the waters. He's going to go through the process just to see. And I do worry a little bit that the NBA may be like, we really like this guy. He can defend. He can move quick laterally. He's a freak athlete. He's got a great wingspan. It'll probably come down to how well he shoots when he's doing that stuff. Uh, he was streaky at Kentucky, which I think most people probably predicted and expected. I did earlier in the season. It was looking good. Then he kind of got cold, unfortunately, there later in the season, as freshmen often can do. And it'll probably come down to that. But I wouldn't be shocked if he if it kind of is like it looks like he's coming back, but he's going to go through the he's going to test the waters. And then, oh, no, some team fell in love with them at the end of the first round. And Livingston may just say, I'll go I'll go develop getting paid big money in the NBA than the nil money in college. Although, in which case, if I was Calipari, I'd be like, hey, remember when we went and watched Ashton Hagens and Scal play? You want to do that for a year? But Cal, of course, would never do that. So I still think he comes back, but I do worry that maybe the NBA falls in love with him. I could see that playing out that way. Absolutely. The one thing I took away from all that is how annoying is it to be a 19-year-old kid and your mom still wants to be a part of all your decisions? It's like, I'm an adult here. Can I just go my own path, make my own decisions? I mean, my parents weren't making decisions for me at 19, so that would be really oh, they, annoying. Oh, they weren't? You, Scooch was independent. Yeah. I mean, at that point in your life, don't you want to be independent? I think when I was 19, my parents were still probably making some sort of financial decisions for me. Hmm. My parents had no idea, and they still don't, about my finances. So, just different worlds, I guess. At 19, you just, you were insurance, bill, you just... Well, I mean, I, had, I still had health insurance through them. I mean, that's it, though. Interesting. You're you're an interesting cat, Scoots. <laughs> but I, I think I think the mom thing is a, a good thing in this situation. Like I think it's like you got a lot of outside noise. There's a lot of people. There may be some clinger-ons. There may be some people that are just kind of trying to ride his coattails. But at the end of the day, 
you think that your mom, you, when you all are talking about decisions, you all have your actual best interests in mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, it could be for the best. I mean, look at Lamar, his mom's his agent. I mean, but I, I personally wouldn't want that situation. Yeah. I, I feel like I would want to, if I'm making a big life decision, I would probably consult my, my mother about the, I, I'm not saying that her opinion would be what I definitely would definitively go with, but I would take it. I, I would want to hear what she'd have. To yeah, say. no, I mean, that's fair. I, I would probably consult with her as well, but not to the yeah, point where she's making the decision for me. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case okay. for Chris Livingston. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Texter says on the Thornton's text line, it's interesting to me that teams couldn't exploit or didn't know how to exploit Oscar's defensive weakness until late in the 22 season. Would be interested to know why that was. Bad film study. Well, UK had hobble guards, and maybe you just there was an emphasis on attacking more. And then once they realized they started trying to get downhill, that they were really kind of getting two on ones because Oscar was out of place. And but it, it was interesting. It didn't. It, it, it's not like it's been that way forever for Oscar, but doesn't seem like people think Oscar's going to come back. But nobody definitively seems to put their like stamp on it. Seems like everybody's like, yeah, he's most likely going to go. He's most likely going to go. But you don't have the, hey, he's, he is 100% gone. You, you ready for a stamp? I'll put my stamp on it. Oscar comes back. How about that? Feels a little jinxy caddish. I mean, I, I, no, no. I, I mean, mean, I don't. I mean, I'm just telling you how it feels. I don't. I don't think. Feelings. I don't think anything that is so divided can be considered a jinxy cat. I mean, there's there's a large portion of this fan base that doesn't want Oscar back. Yeah, but to just unknowingly put your stamp on it feels a little jinxy because you. I mean, you don't actually know. Oh no, God no, no. I have no idea. I, I that is my guess, my personal guess. No jinxy cat involved here. Oscar comes back. I don't think I don't think he'll be back. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "I get the impression that the players think Leary's better college quarterback that w- than Will Levis, just based on quotes from Dane Key. Childress think Dane said he throws a more catchable ball or something like that. Yeah, he had a quote similar. And then we we touched on that an hour one. So make sure you go back and listen to the podcast. Kentucky roll call goes seven to nine, and then replay the show nine to eleven on Big X Sports Radio ninety six point one FM fourteen fifty AM." And you can get the podcast wherever you get the podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. We're going to take our last break. We'll come back. Uh, We have a long way to go on the text line, as we so often do. And then we'll need to make some predictions on the games tonight and talk about that a little bit. But we did at least get to to the basketball point, so we can cross that off the list. One final segment of the week of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't worry, I got an idea. An idea so smart, my head would explode if I even began to know what I was talking about. Rappers stepping to me, they want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory, they can't get with me. So pick a PC date, because you're history. I'm the Welcome back to one final segment. For you to beat me, 
Head on over to ShadyRays.com. 25% off when you use promo code Big X. Great selection of polarized sunglasses. You will not be disappointed. At ShadyRays.com, do not forget promo code Big X for 25% off. It's almost massage time for Scoots. Woo! Hopefully. Hopefully I can get in today. Do you know where you're going? I don't. I've got three options uh, near me, so I'm going to give them all a call. I think you'll be able to get in. Hopefully. Hopefully. Have you ever been to any of these places? Uh, Yeah, I've been to one of them. So that's the place I'm going to call first because I know they do good work. And they have, pretty sure they have all female massage therapists. So, yeah, that's where I'll try first. So it's a total deal breaker for you. I cannot, I can't do a dude. And my roommate even told me, well, we had the texter on the text line. And my roommate also told me, do not get your sciatic nerve worked on by a guy because it'll just make it worse. Well, if the roommate said it. Well, he was, so my roommate actually, he's been a really big help in all this because he used to be, he worked at a chiropractor office for forever. He's got his license of massage therapy. So he's been really crucial for this whole thing and, and making sure it, it gets a little better at least. Well, good. So, good. Yeah. It sounds like a good roommate to have around. He has been. A texter says, Chris going pro, I could live with him or Ugo transferring would really suck. I know Cal wants to wait until after the tournament to get into the portal because that's when most big names will enter, but I worry if slow playing it has hurt us at times. I don't think slow playing has hurt Kentucky more than just UK just targets who they want, and sometimes it's kind of off the beaten trail. I don't know how many times there's been, and maybe there's been some examples, but I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. It is Friday. The brain's a little fried by this point, but <laughs> I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head where it was just like, oh, UK got in too late. It's kind of who they choose. It's kind of it's kind of who they choose, and sometimes they choose right, sometimes they choose wrong, but ultimately, a lot of teams have advanced far in the tournament, Final Fours, National Championships, cutting down the nets with transfers playing prominent roles. Since UK's had transfers play prominent roles, no no Final Fours. So ultimately, Cal has not really done great in the portal because you don't have the results to, to show anything for it. We think he normally does well, and it seems like the players usually have a nice impact, but if you're going to be relying on these guys to help you get to a Final Four, it's a swing and a miss in this new era of college basketball. And... I don't, but I don't think it's because they're they're waiting or they're slow playing. I think they're just identifying wrong, or they're identifying correctly, and it's just not being supplemented correctly in other areas. I think they've identified correctly the last two. I mean, you think about Antonio Reeves this season; he did a lot of really nice things for Kentucky. And then, what was the name of the shooter last? Kellen Grady. Yeah, Kellen Grady was a great addition. I thought he helped the team a lot. They're going after shooters. They like the shooters in the portal. Yeah, but again, ultimately, you you got to win, and these teams aren't doing enough to win, and they're teams that are big transfers are playing ginormous roles in. And technically, Oscar is a transfer, but he had to sit out because he left middle of the year, so it's kind of a, di- a little bit of a different scenario. He During that really bad nine-win team year, he was practicing and playing, and I think that probably really helped him hit the ground running during his National Player of the Year campaign, but... Some of the other guys, like, again, we think that it's been solid, but it obviously hasn't been good enough. 
maybe you need to get more transfers. Get more out of the transfer portal. Well, that's not going to be the case this year because no. it's, it's going to be a little more freshman heavy. Yeah. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, if you can't see why Kaysen is a lottery pick, you don't know hoops, sadly. Sorry, that was mean. He was pretty much plug and play right away in the NBA. His skill set is perfect to be a team's second best guard. It depends the team, but yes, I, I, I'm with you, Texter, on Kaysen. I understand why NBA teams like him. I, I think most people should also be able to understand it. He's a good player. Good player. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, interested to see how our fans react to Severe next season because he'll probably be an all-conference level player wherever he goes. There will be some folks that ripped him all year taking shots at Cal for letting him go. I must have missed, like, I even looked up, like, did I miss something on him transferring? That's what I was thinking. I, I didn't see anything about it, but I guess maybe it was mentioned somewhere. You know, I don't, it could have been some corner of the inter, interwebs that I didn't see. He may transfer, but it's, it, it doesn't matter. Like, he's, it's time for him to move on from UK and UK from him and, if he does transfer somewhere, I'll root for him. I think he kind of got a little bit of a bad rap here. Maybe some of it self-inflicted. I don't know the whole story, so it's not really fair for me to say. But I'll I'll wish him the best, and I think he's got really good potential. But something something wasn't right this year. It, it something really going back to like last February. Something kind of switched, and it never it never got reflipped, unfortunately. And he's got some limitations as well. So. Be better to maybe avoid some some of those if you can, and we think that UK can with maybe, the with the guards they have coming. So if he does transfer, best of luck to him. I'll root for him. Maybe he should watch some tape of Noel from Kansas State, same size, but not not nearly as good as a shooter, and not as quick, and not just not really as good. No, that's all right. I think he's solid. Just just didn't work out, unfortunately. You don't lead you don't lead college basketball in assists if you're not good. Right. You can't like you can't do that. You got to be good. But he just wasn't wasn't the right fit. I truly do think that having your rival be good helps out both sides. Just look at it throughout history, especially with Duke and Carolina. There's a strong sense to be better than your rival when they are also good. Duke wins in 91-92. Carolina wins in 93. Carolina wins in 09. Duke wins in 10. Duke wins in 15, Carolina wins in 17. They went to the title in 16, too. I think that's equally as true for UK, UofL. When UofL has been at their best during the Cal era, UK has also been at their best. I think Patino leaving has killed a little bit of the fire from the Kentucky program since UofL has been terrible. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if UofL was good. Even when they were, Kentucky has still owned the series. The best wins are when your rival has hope. Make UofL great again. But not too good, they say in parentheses. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. That was a long text. It was a long text. Took a lot out of me to read. <laughs> uh, but, uh, there could that could to- all be totally true. And I've got some friends that have similar theories, and kind of tough to to argue with history. There's just some people though that's like you know, as U of L being bad, UK's got. And this is kind of where I fall. Like. I don't care. U of L, be good. Don't be good. I, it doesn't matter to me. All I care about is UK being better than you. So that's one box to check. And then secondly, I want UK to be good. So it, it, regardless of what you're doing, I, I have my own expectations for Kentucky. 
that need to be met that have nothing to do with you. But that being said, the one thing that does have to do with you is being better than you. And that box has been checked for, for so long, you would need some heavy duty erasers to be able to clean it up. But in turn, but, but Kentucky hasn't met my own standard. So it's only been one checked box and ultimately it needs to be both or you're not happy, or at least I'm not happy, but that's a different opinion and different perspective for every individual fan. And there's people that live outside of Louisville that don't really care about U of L out of sight, out of mind. But I think that texture, you, you bring up a lot of really good points. Next texter says, watching this MSU-KSU game finally made me realize UK did not have what it took to be in a game like this. A lot of big shots from both teams. Great text. I, 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 that was on one of my little notes that I had written down during the game. Um, UK just didn't have the chops, unfortunately. They just didn't have – like ultimately what it came down to this season is UK just was without the chops. They were chopless, Scoots. Um, Need chops. That's what it comes down to. Like when you needed a big player, needed a big shot. Unfortunately, this group just didn't have a Malik Monk to to hit it. They didn't have an Aaron Harrison. They didn't. They didn't have it. Unfortunately. That being said, there's still several players from from last year's team. I would prefer coming back. Antonio Reeves being one of them. I don't want his UK career to to end that way. But when it came to just needing the big play. UK didn't have the guys to be able to consistently do it enough. And last night was a perfect demonstration. Kansas State, they do have the chops, unfortunately. Does does Reeves or can Reeves become that guy if he comes back? Yeah, either the ball goes in or it doesn't. And just un- unfortunately in that tournament game, it did not. And UK still almost got away with it. And I would have so badly wanted him to have a chance to go to the garden and, and have his moments. But he was just off. Yeah, he can. He's a good shooter. Yeah. And uh, again, more th- this wasn't just perspective from Ben, but Ben Roberts does he does great work for Harold Leader. Big fan of his, and he's been on the show before. But he, he he talked about just like he was shocked in the locker room. Like he wasn't crying. He wasn't like emotional. He just like had a state of almost like confusion. Just like how did that just happen? So it was, it, and I I like that. I like that reaction. That's. Yeah, you know, if you, if you cry, you cry. I'm not, there's nothing against crying, but like, you should be a little ticked off. And if you're a good shooter, and we know Antonio Reeves is, that should never happen. So he he was in disbelief, and I think a lot of people, myself included, were as well. What do we got next, Scoots? Uh, text from Kirby. He says, honestly, came away from the Kansas State, Michigan State, impressed with coaching from Cal and the game we played. If we hit any shots at all, we win by 10. We had them dominated for 95% of the game. The little guy is tough, though. Kind of my takeaway, too, Kirby. Just watching that game, it was just Kentucky. Just had every chance to, to be able to close it out. Some calls did not make it easy. Can't believe they considered that a shot. (laughs) <laughs> oh well, oh well. They're a good team. They're tough, and Kentucky just couldn't couldn't close them out. But I agree with you, Kirby. Good text. Woo. The ball predicament is going on is 100 percent valid. I've shot the old basketball and the new weird bright one, and the old one is 100 percent better. I realize that's my personal preference, but I just don't understand why leagues switch up on what has been working for so long. The NBA tried switching their balls, but eventually switched back to their old ball after getting so many complaints from players. So unnecessary to change what has been working for so many years. I totally agree. The NBA really embarrassed themselves. They lost a ton of money 
on that whole ball ordeal. And just why? Usually because people are trying to like make money. But just make a uniform ball in college basketball. Let home teams put their own little logos on it. And bada boom, bada bing. It needs to be the same. Yeah. I agree. I, I do like the uh, balls with the team's logos on it. That always looks cool. The seven-footer for Tennessee, no doubt, has taken the crown as my least favorite college basketball player, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. He's just a super dirty player. More so than Vescovi? No, Plasevich. Yeah, no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. He became more hated for you than Vescovi? Yeah, he's he's a dirtier player. I think Vescovi plays the dirty game like within the game. Like I'm going to make it look like you're holding my jersey so I get this foul call. And not that I'm sure he's not behind beyond like a little cheap play here or there, but the big dude just is trying to hurt people. Like it's not good for basketball. He and he is going to hurt somebody. Yeah, but the play that went viral yesterday against Florida Atlantic is just like that other teams are probably like fighting him. You you may have like a bench clearing brawl if you do that to the wrong team. That and not that that's right, but just a dangerous play and you would expect a dangerous reaction potentially or somebody getting hurt which is just idiotic but he's a very dirty player it's not not good for not good for basketball i mean i don't like either of them but for me it's vescovy no problem i mean he just has that look about him he does the whole hand through his hair ordeal that uh matt harms used to do at purdue I, i cannot stand that guy Oh, I mean, it, it can it can be annoying, but like I, I think he does it for the most part in like the context of I'm just going to trick the officials. The other guy is just trying to hurt people, and yeah, I, that's, that's like, fair. You know that there, I think there's a line drawn between those two things, at least in my opinion. A texter says, "Why is Izzo being called Mr. March and Cal be called and Cal being called the most overrated coach ever when Cal has more March wins than Izzo?" Because uh, people don't like John Calipari, and Izzo's there every March. But Cal still has more March wins, mm-hmm. so Cal clearly is there most marches. It's just it's been it's been a little bit, uh, been a little bit, and people are going to start. You know, you're going to use the stats of more current timelines, and Cal's numbers are going to be not good. People just go back to 2010 because that's when he started, and I think that's fair to some extent. But when people are going to do the five year thing, three year thing, it's numbers aren't pretty, and that's it hasn't been pretty and nobody's been overly thrilled or satisfied. So a lot of pressure on this upcoming group smothered in gravy. Does TJ have a gravy take? Yeah. You can take it away from me because gravy's gross. Give it all to me. Long blue socks are like a promise ring for fandom. I agree. <laughs> Texter. We're not about the promise ring scoots. I mean, at least I'm giving you something, you know, we need you all in. We need you all in, committed. But again, I think this is all setting up to a well, big reveal at at uh, at the Big X Scramble, which was so much fun last year. With, with the run we've had in basketball since I've joined this show, maybe I shouldn't come on board with the football program. That's true. Really, just this whole radio show's existence during this basketball run. <laughs> the old sports talker had some fun runs. And boy, those were fun. Those were fun shows. Sure. Like just we, we did a couple. Like I, I did a radio show in Indy before the 2014 games. I remember doing radio, at the, that's just how long I've been doing radio at my the college the, the house I lived in in college for the 2014 game. Like you know, still with people that were in college. 
I, I remember like during the show, uh, I think cops had come up to the door being like, you all don't have any furniture in the backyard, do you? Nothing in like, <laughs> and, and I think in our shed, we actually did have furniture and I don't remember what they made us do with it. I think a truck came by and like picked it up and took it away. They were like going, they were going to houses at state and it's, it seems so long ago, but that's the last time UK has been in the national championship game. They've been to one final four since then, but it's fun. We'll get back to it though. Oh yeah. John here. Good morning to all and TGIF, my friends. I'm so glad this weekend is here, but man, I need the rain to go away. So I have a non-sports question. Do you any of you all have any new hobbies that you will try to do over the spring and summer? Like, are you going to try to do some fishing or maybe throw some disc golf? I know some of you have kids to worry about, as do I as well, but my son will be 17 this summer, so it's a little different. Anyways, thanks for making the morning easy. You'll have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. John, you have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks for texting in. No new hobbies. I think the only thing that I really need to get committed to, John, is like I've got so many books that I am excited to crack into. And between shows and sports, I just I do not have the time for it. So one thing I'm looking forward to is being able to try to read some of these books that I cannot get around to. What about you, Scoots? Any hobbies? I uh, So I haven't golfed in so long that it kind of feels like that's going to be a new hobby. So really looking forward to doing a lot of that this summer. I didn't play nearly as much last year as I would have liked. So I've got to change that this year, get out on the course a little more. I was driving by for work and driving by uh, Iroquois and some people were throwing disc. Seemed like they were really, really, really enjoying it. I like and the I disc golf too. I'm just not great throwing a frisbee. Same. Like sometimes I can throw it all right, but I clearly just don't have it figured out. Uh, I'm sure there's people that that could teach me. It's and all wrist. I'd be willing to learn, but like some people just either like have it and they just throw it and it's beautiful. I just clearly don't have the right technique. Um, I could play ultimate frisbee and be okay because you mm-hmm. can just throw it kind of short distances and get away with it. Yeah. Um, and I was such a freak athlete, Scoots, that I was all over the place, you know? I always forget that. Did you ever play Ultimate Frisbee? Yeah. Yeah, we used to, we had a church league back in the day. It was a lot of fun. Just the the high percentage of possibility of diving catches made that sport yes. so fun. Yes. Like, you always had a chance at the Frisbee, and, like, there were so many times that you could just lay out. Sometimes it'd be, like, wet, and you could slide on the field and catch it. It was it, it was a fun sport, but yeah. it would wear you out. D- diving catches were always my favorite thing in baseball, so then when I transitioned into playing Ultimate Frisbee, that was a big part of my of my game as well. Good stuff. Uh, but, no, I'd say just trying to read more scoots is something that he does every all the time, so I'm not really counting. I don't have time for new hobbies. Scoots has a KRC hat. Is there KRC merchandise to purchase? Happy Friday, folks. That's from Shannon O'Bannon. You too, Shannon O'Bannon. Happy Friday to you. No, this is intern Jacob made these for us. And they're and sweet. I guess, he, I guess he just doesn't listen to the show because we invited him to kind of get back into the routine and still haven't heard anything back from him. I can guarantee, Go ahead, I can guarantee you he does not listen to the show, which is just absolutely wild that he worked on the show and doesn't listen to it. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. He's just kind of a casual Cats fan, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. He's in college. He's got he's got different stuff going on. He's out of college now, but he's living life. It's seven to nine. He probably just doesn't get around to doing the podcast. I don't blame him at all for it. Uh, 
still wild he didn't know who Rich Brooks was. Oh, by, by the way, TJ, I forgot to tell you. So I had we had guys night the other night with some of my family members. My dad, my grandpa, one of my uncles was there. And I just gave them so much crap. Because you are constantly talking about your friends and your family that listen. They all text into the show. Absolutely wild to me that my family members and friend group have somebody on the radio and they do not listen. Like, that just blows my mind. Yeah. I was kind of ticked off about it. By the way, my dad's getting surgery today for his shoulder, so shout out to him. Good luck. Shout out to Papa Scoots. Good that's luck. Right. That's that's Thoughts and prayers. Uh, surgeries aren't fun. No. Oscar has a very specific role in the NBA as an undersized backup five that rebounds or a backup four that can't shoot threes, just like Jackson Davis, ironically. Another texter says, this is Dylan Ballard here, and he not be not been able to listen for a few days. I was just going to say that I think it's stupid that people get so worked up over what Cal says after games or in call-in shows. One thing that kills me is that he's supposed he's supposed to do pregame pressers the day before, and he did one all year. You know, TJ, there's just some questions you can't ask after a game like big picture, and there's no other opportunities to talk to him because he skips every other presser. I know it's a small thing but he should do better on that. No offense, but I don't want to talk to Bruiser every Tuesday and KT Turner every Friday. Well, Dylan, <laughs> you just got to ask those big questions to those assistants then and just see what they say. It's not going to be the same, and that's a good point. That's a that's a like I normally don't care about the press conference sort of stuff or that he has his assistants do because it is something he's been doing it so long. But that's a that is a good point that like after games isn't the time to ask some of like after the game you should be talking about the game. Why did this player do that? Why did that player do that? Sometimes towards the tail end, you can get some, and he'll he'll go longer when they win. But when they win, you don't want to be the one that's bringing up, like, you know, the stinker big program question. That's a good point, Dylan. I hadn't really thought about that perspective. Little little disappointed you didn't read that in Dylan's voice. No, it's the best voice in radio per you. I, I couldn't. I could. I would, I would be offensive. <laughs> Scoots, you brought me so much joy on this radio show. I'll pay for a massage for you. I'm going to find the biggest, strongest, hottest massage guy for you. I'm good. I'm good, Johnny. I'll pay for my own. Appreciate you, though. When is the Big X scramble? It's a great question. Labor, Labor Day weekend, right? When is that? Do you remember when we did the scramble last year? What was it like September? August? I think it was, around, I think it was Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I don't know when I that is. It, I, think it, I think it was the Friday before Labor Day. Couldn't tell you when so that we're is. Gonna, we're probably going to try to shoot for that date again. So you will have plenty of time in advance. It was an unreal turnout last year. Yeah, it, was it was a really lot of fun. Important. Yeah. So... Uh, good times were had by many, and we'll do it again. All right, uh, Scoots, who do you like in the games this evening? Uh, I think start with the, with the teams in town. I think we're probably both going to be on Alabama, right? I mean, seven and a half. Just I think they cover that with ease. Yeah, gambling account that I trust though was like their their play of today is San Diego State in the points. Really. Well, Roush likes to that, hear that. If that happens, it means it's going to be a close game. It's seven and a half points, which is a, a good amount. But I just I, – I think Alabama teams can play with them for a long time. But kind of once you blink, they can just bury you. So yeah. I, I think that's going to happen. It'll probably be a close game. I would take Alabama to cover, but a, a gambling account I trust, their play of the day is San Diego State. I just kind of disagree with it. My play of the game is also here in Louisville. I'm going Princeton plus 10. A team that has been absolutely rolling here in the first two games in the tournament, and you're telling me I get 10 points with them? 
I'll take that all day long. I do think Creighton wins the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Princeton found a way to win, but I think they cover the 10. I think that should be a fun game. Like, I think there should be plenty of offense mm-hmm. in that game. I think there probably should be a lot of Bay three-pointers. Uh, I, I think that that one could be fun. My play of the day is Texas given four. I think they're going to roll. Hope Xavier so. is a little Jekyll and Hyde in their own right, and I, they're it's just not an ideal mat, matchup for them. I think Texas's guards are going to be too athletic and probably just going to be too many points for Xavier to keep up. But it's been a nice run for Xavier and Sean Miller. But uh, I, I would take Texas minus four as my big play of the day, and I've been pretty hot, so probably means I'm due for a loss. You may want to fade me. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping you're right because I have a bet for Texas in the final four, so it just gets them one step closer to doing that. And then finally, we've got Miami-Houston. Seven and a half seems like a really weird number for that game. I don't really know where to go. Miami, another tough team to figure out. I, I, I think I think there's value in Miami money line. Yeah. I don't necessarily think Miami's going to win, but I think you can, and I don't know, do you have the number in front of you, the plus number? I don't know. But, I mean, either way, you put it on, you put it in a parlay, and that's going to – that's the, that's a nice little booster for a parlay. Yeah, it it, it really is. But I I think Miami will have a good shot to win that game. So I do like the seven and a half number that they're getting. I don't like you know I feel solid about it. But I think the value is Miami plus two ninety. Two ninety, yeah, that, yeah. And I could see Miami winning. Their guards, if they're just hot and they take over, it's a guards league. It's the guards month. Everybody enjoy the games. Have a good weekend. Be safe. And we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big Exports Radio. Roll Call. Justin Jalen, Big Brown. See you later.